Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is... uh January 19, the time is about uh, 11.30. Redeem MPC has been conducting Zoom or conference call for the past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, put your camera on. Let our team know you're a newcomer. Shruti? Uh, hi, Rahul. This is Shruti. Uh, we recently yes, got a green card approved. Ours is uh, EB3 straight application. With the new employer, we had only EB3 importing. However, mm-hmm. on primary applications, green card, uh, EB2 has been printed for category code. Mm-hmm. With old employer, we had EB2 140, but not with the new employer. And what is your priority? Is May 2011. So it's current in both the both the places, right? Yeah. It's that current. one and this one. Yeah. Okay. I so don't see any problem with that. I don't see. I don't see it as a problem, ma'am. Okay. If it's current in both spouse. the categories, it's yeah. Go ahead. A spouse card has EB three printed, but however, primary has EB two E twenty six. Okay, I got your point. I if I were you, I would not do anything. Man. That's me. Okay, if I were you, I would not do anything. So okay, you need to file I ninety. I will not do it if I were. If you are my client, I will not do it. Okay, got it. Thanks a lot, sir. Next person, please. Next. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I have a question about H-1B. Uh, I'm currently employed at a not-for-profit employer with CAP-exempt H-1B. And I accepted an offer from a CAP-subject or for-profit employer, and they filed for my H-1B. At that time, I did not know that CAP-subject or CAP-exempt H-1B are different. And uh, after the new employer filed a new CAP-subject or for-profit employer filed H-1B, it got approved. Um, now, my question is, is it possible to switch from CAP subject to CAP exempt without having to go through lottery? If not, then how did the USCIS approve my H-1B and will it be an issue in the future? Um, in, in the CAP exempt H-1B, what is the start date of the H-1B? When did they file it? The first cap exempt H1B was filed on February in February 2015. Got it. I was trying to see even the cap exempt companies can file in a cap subject. Doesn't look like they filed in a cap subject though. They filed in cap exempt. Yeah, exempt, I would yes. not. I would not go join this company right now. Here is a problem. If your lawyer does a mistake you do a mistake, your employer does a mistake, the immigration does a mistake. 
you will pay for it. You got that right? You will pay for it. Don't rely okay. on somebody else's mistake. Here, the lawyer did a mistake. <coughs> the uh, employer did a mistake. The USCIS did a mistake. Or maybe okay. the lawyer and the employer were not aware that this is a cap-exempt H-1B. They were not aware of it. Irrespective of, don't rely on it. Now, let me tell you one other thing. Are you going to leave this organization or going to work for that organization? Or are you going to parallelly work for both the companies? No, I'm going to leave completely the cap sub, uh, cap no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't okay. do that. You can't do that. Okay? Okay. Okay. You, you, Thank you. Now, however, however, if you want to work concurrently with a different employer, you uh -huh. don't need to go through the lottery system. So if you continue working, let's say University of Texas, and then you want to work with a company called Coca-Cola, okay? You uh -huh. can do so without going to the subject, but you have to continue working with this company. With this both companies at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Next so person. even though USCIS approved the petition, no, should, no, should, no. Okay. Yeah, okay. you should not believe on the mistake of them. Okay, thank you. Rakesh? Uh, yeah. Um, hi, Rahul. Um, this is Rakesh. This is the first time I'm joining the meeting, so nice talking to you here. Um, well, I have a question uh, for you. Um, you might be knowing the news, unfortunately. We uh, read off from uh, Amazon yesterday, uh, got the news. So my last meeting yes. day, Amazon will be on 20th of um, two months from now. So I'm currently on um, F1 OPT. No. Okay. You're okay. an F1 uh, OPT. Yes. And they they laid you off yesterday, which is January 18th. Yes. And yes. they are telling you that they're going to pay until March 20th. Yes, yes. So oh, they'll the be question for you is, when does when does the unemployment start from you? I would be conservative and say that your unemployment started from today. Okay, so you would mean to say the unemployment kicks off from the 20th of March? Mm-hmm. No, I said today. Today is today? 19th of January. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, now, but still they'll be course, running my payroll for two months, right? And, I, I know. Uh, I'm still I an know. active employee. I, okay. I, I, no, you're not an active employee. Active employment is for working employee. They are paying for the work what you have done until yesterday. They are not paying you for the work that you're doing today. Okay? So mm -hmm. I will take the conservative approach and say that the unemployment started from today. But when I go to the immigration, would I tell the same thing for you? No, I would argue that March 20th is the last date. Okay. Um, so officially, should I be uh, considering March? Because I reached out to the HR and they said the last working day would be 20th of March. And the same would be no. on my termination letter. No, 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 no. Your last working day is not 20th of March. You're not working today. Well, I have my uh, access and everything yet still working. But you're the, not uh, working, sir. You're not working okay. today. I know you're not working today. Right. So what would be the consideration on these two months of pay that they would be giving me? That is just a... They, they, are paying for the, they are paying for the work what you've done previously, not for the work that you're doing right now. Okay. Okay. So I will take uh, the conservative approach as January 9th, 18th is the last day of you. But when uh -huh. I, if, if you ever have to extend it though, mm -hmm. you can, I'm not telling you to just give it away. But what I'm telling is that if I have to go and argue, I will say that March 20th is the last day. But at this point of time, 
please don't play at the edge of a knife. You may get strike. Okay. 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 Next person. So consider. Uh, no, the main question I had is uh, regarding the immigration. They said that they'll be submitting my H1B application uh, for the coming year because I had submitted my details and everything. So March twentieth is my last working day from their perspective. And February they, had, end is they are not going. They are not going to submit the H1B for you. Even if they submit, they even if you get selected in the lottery there by accidentally, they won't submit the H1B for you. Okay. Even if the lottery is, they won't submit for that. Is what you're saying? They won't because there's no job for you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Under the penalty of perjury, Amazon mm -hmm. is not going to sign a document and send to USCIS telling that they have a job for you when they don't. I guarantee that. Makes sense. Okay. Thanks. Next, Thanks for next person, please. Muruga? Sorry. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. So my H1B uh, max out is February 20. And so I'm planning to convert it to uh, F2, which is change of status from H1B to F2 starting February 21st. My employer is planning to file my seventh year extension in April due to my perm audit. So I'm unable to work uh, from February, but the seventh year extension will be filed in April. So my question is, what will the H1B be approved by the change of status from H1B to F2 pending at that time by April? It may or may not be approved. There is an 80% chance it will not be approved. Then you will have to go outside the country, get the H1B stamped and come back. When they file the when they file the change of status, though, unfortunately, you cannot start working until the H-1B is approved. And if the H-1B approved with the I-94, you can start working after the H-1B is approved. If the H-1B is approved without the I-94, then you will have to wait until you go outside the country and get the stamping and come back. Okay. So do you suggest if I go to India now without ap applying F2 so that if they apply the seventh year extension, there won't be any issue because there won't be any change of status at the time? Either That's not an issue that you are in the country though. It, okay. At the most, they may not approve it. They will just give you, they won't approve the H1. They, won't, they will still approve the H1B, but they will mm -hmm. just give you without I-94. Then you just have to. So no reason for you to leave right now. The only reason that you will be leaving is because you want to continue working for the company, which you cannot do it on F2. But if you're in India, you can work, continue working. No, I'll be on unpaid leave for uh, three months. So that's that fine. Can... Then it's up. Then, then it's up to you whether you want to stay in the country. I don't see any big loss in you staying in this country. Okay. Yeah. Next Thank person, you. please. Deepshika. Deepshika. I can barely hear now. Uh, I'm getting a lot of this. I'm, I'm getting a lot of this, ma'am. We'll go to the next caller. Sorry. Babesh. Hey, uh, am I audible now? Yes, you are. Thank you, Rahul. Uh, so I am uh, the EB3 downgrade case and 2014 uh, April priority date. Um, so honestly, like last three, four months haven't been much in sync after what happened in, uh, in you know, after September. However, um, my advanced parole and EAD combo card uh, will be up for renewal in February because it expires in uh, later this year in August. Okay. So uh, the two, or two quick questions I have is they have the 540 extension rule, I think up till October, 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, how does it work? 
um, means it only applies to if you, it's only applies for EAD, not for advanced work. And if I apply to, uh, let's say, like in February, uh, the 540 It's taking day, approximately, 540 days starts from the expiration of the EAD application, not the day you're applying. So okay, from so, August of 2023, the 540-day rule starts. Oh, so I'll have another year and a half for EAD perspective, but not for EAD. Yes, you got it right. And do you know what is the like rough timeline for APs because that, that gets eight months. Hard to, uh, eight, months. eight months. Yeah. And should we apply to the NBC because my application eventually can move to NBC from Nebraska? But, no, uh, whichever is a receipt notice number, you will file it based on that. Okay. Got it. Next person, please. Thank you. Rini. Uh, <clears throat> hello, sir. Uh, thank you for taking this call. Uh, with this new employer, we only got applied for EB3 strike, no EB2 or anything like that. Uh, but uh, on the primary, it came with E26 code, not EB3. Should, he, should I be worried and uh, even apply for I-90 or just leave it like that? Do you see any didn't your wife, question? Didn't your, um, didn't, didn't your wife called uh, just now or is it a different person though? Uh, she might have actually. We've been trying yeah. to get the answers. <clears throat> okay. So just speak with your wife. Okay, next person, please. Satish. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, thank you for taking this call. Uh, I am on F1 OPT, just started. So I am working for a company through consultancy uh, with Prime Vendor. Um, so now this company is offering me a job, um, um, but unfortunately they couldn't sponsor H1B. And my current uh, prime vendor is ready to file H1B for me. But is it possible to transfer my H1B on the day one once it got uh, approved through my consultancy? I mean, my prime vendor. You're planning to file in... Uh, can you unmute him, please? You're planning to file in, in this March or you already filed it? I'm sorry. Am I audible, sir? Did you already file the H1B or are you planning to file the H1B? Sorry, sir. Sati, did you already file the H1B or did you are planning to file the H1B? Uh, actually, my uh, current employer who is prime vendor to the company, they are ready to, they are filing the H1B in this year, in this March. Okay. So you want to change to the end client on October 1st, you mean to say? Yes, sir. I would, technically you can, but I would always recommend to wait for a month before you change to a different company. Okay. So you mean at least one, um, so one pay step. Uh, you, sir, one, sir, one more thing, sir. Sir, can I join now, right now? And uh, parallelly, can they file H1B? You mean to say you join the end client right now and you will join, you, H1B will be filed. And then uh, if you can avoid, that would be much better. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Sir, uh, I've got a, a very uh, different kind of an RFP for my 485. Uh, they have asked me to submit uh, my I-94 entry exit and all the 797 approval documents. So mm -hmm. I want to check on two things, sir, because they have asked uh, all the I-94 entry exit and I have been traveling to US since 2010 on B1 visa and I have like 63 entries in, out, in, out. I've submitted that. Plus I've submitted all the approvals, 797 approvals, whatever they gave, like uh, 
my uh, EB1, uh, EB1 approvals prior to EB1, my EB2 approvals, then uh, I140 approval, uh, EAD approval, advanced parole approval, everything I have given. So do you see it as a very complicated RFE or they have asked nah, for the that's, that, that's just a common RFE though. If they have some doubts, they will ask about it. I will submit them. But I don't think so. That's a complex RFE. That's very common RFE that we receive. With that, I have one question, sir. Actually, I had planned to travel in the month of January 27th on APAD. I am not getting appointment slots for visa, so I was planning to go on APAD. Uh, for now, with this RFE response, I have moved it. Can I travel uh, uh, to India and come back? I would say, I would say, I would say, based on the RFE and all those things, you are at less than five percent risk of anything bad can happen on your 485 application. Okay, so I can travel. Okay, if I were, I would. Next person, please. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Deepshika? Yeah, thank you. My question, can you hear me? Uh, my question is yes, related, uh, related to F1 and F2. I'm on F1 visa doing a master's. And mm -hmm. if I graduate in summer, my kid is in grade 11. So if I graduate, uh, how can they stay back to complete grade 12 so that they complete the schooling? And if you graduate, secondly, if you graduate, you will get an OPT, right, ma'am? Yeah. So uh, I am not planning to do the OPT. I am planning to go back to India to continue in my job there. Okay. If you're planning to go back, are you planning to go back after your son completes the twelfth, or you're planning to go back before? Yeah, so I'm looking for options to uh, stay back with my daughter to finish grade 12 because she has just, uh, we are looking at like automatic admissions because of the top rank because she I got has. I got, I got the point. I got the point. So you, if you, you so you want, after you complete your graduation, you want to stay here for one year in this country. Yeah, just and one you year. Why, why, can't, why can't you use the OPT then? What's the problem with the OPT? Uh, I have a job in India and I want to continue that job. Like I have a leave to study. So I want to go back to continue my job in India. So I'm getting confused here. Are you going to leave your daughter here and go? Are you going to stay with your daughter? I want to stay one more year so that she can complete grade 12. I, so how can you, how can you work in, in with the Indian? So you want to stay here and work in Indian job? I'm getting confused. No, I have a leave, like a leave to study. You told like me, I'm a, I understand that. After you graduate, you're going to stay here or you're going to go to India and work? I'm getting very confused. So if I extend my graduation program, I can stay more. So that means that you're not going to join the Indian company? Uh, no. So you're going to so, uh, extend the leave. No. You're going to extend the leave by one year for your daughter's purpose. Yes, yes. I'm going to so extend the leave. If you're going to extend it, you're going to stay in this country. Why not get an OPT and work here? Okay. And suppose uh, I do not get a job. How long can I stay on OPT? You don't have to get a job. If you get a training also, that's good enough for you to stay in this country. Okay. So what is the minimum duration of the training? Out of the one year period, three months, you can be unemployed. Rest of the nine months, you need to be training. Training or working, either of those things are good. 
So if you are not going to join the Indian company, which is because you're going to stay here, instead of extending your degree, why not use the OPT and maybe do a job too? Okay. okay. Is there uh, is there also, I was looking at like transferring your I-20 from one school to the other. And I read that because I'm doing a master's, I cannot, I cannot transfer to a lower degree, but can I transfer to a certificate course? You can transfer to a lower degree. You can transfer to a certificate course, but I don't see a reason why you're wasting your OPT. I just cannot understand. Oh, so they're giving you, you work best? permit, work permit. You're telling you're going to India. If you're going to, no, you said then you're going, you're not going to India. You're going to stick around in this country and you're going to pay the extra tuition fees to the USCIS. I don't know where you're getting all this money from, not USCIS to the, to the university instead of working. So no, I, I, am, I, I am on a fellowship. I'm not paying tuition fees. That's why this option. I'm just because, just yeah, because yeah. somebody else is wasting the money doesn't mean yes. that I tear the money and put in the trash can while you can make the money with a different company. Yes. So it's no, not the... coming to the pocket anyway. So I would okay. take the OPT. I don't see a reason for you not to take the OPT, ma'am. I can't logically oh. understand. Okay. 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 Next person. Nishan. Hi. Uh... I have uh, two uh, questions. Uh, my first question is, uh, uh, right now I'm working with an employer A and uh, uh, I have a joining with employer B uh, on Monday. Uh, with employer A, I have an H1B approved uh, and with employer B, the H1B uh, transfer is already filed uh, in regular processing. So my question is, um, can there be an overlapping period of like a week uh, when I am no. an emplo employee? No, no, sir. No. Even if I apply for like five days. So basically what I want to do is next week on five no, sir. days. You cannot, have, you cannot have a open. You can have a leave from one company. Yes. So I want to like take leave of five days, join company B. And then after five days, I want to uh, resign from company A. Is that okay legally? So company A, you're leaving. Company B, you're joining. Where are yes. you getting a leave from? But I, I do not want to resign from company A. Okay. I'm joining company B on Monday, right? This Monday. So when I you join, want you're to... going to, you want to start working with company B. Yes. I want to start working with company B. But for on one Monday, week duration. Okay. Yes. But for the entire next week, I want to be on leave with company A. And then at the end of the week, I want to put a resignation because my payroll run next week and they do some uh, shady stuff with the pay payroll. And I want to make sure I get paid for the time that I work for them. If they do the shady stuff, there is something called a WH4. You file that everything will be cured. Okay. So it is better that you do that rather than risk your job with the other company. Okay. So, and if, if they don't pay you though, for if, if you leave a week early and they don't pay you though, okay, you join the new company. Okay. And fill this form called WH4, send it to them. Give me every penny. Otherwise I'm going to complain to the labor department and they will pay you. And I send you the link. I don't want you to see for a one week's pay. I don't want to be in a Garka, na Gatka. 
you'll be you'll be getting just because of that one week pay you don't want to hamper your opportunity to stay in this country i see okay if they don't pay follow my directions you'll be in a better shape next person please akhil uh, hi rahul uh, how are you good akhil uh, so uh, rahul uh, my question is i have uh, my wife uh, I, uh, h1b h1b got approved we applied for her ssn uh, long back on october the 3rd but it's still pending till now and i'm worried if uh, her h1b is will be get affected or not why can't she work yes uh, she is uh, her employer like uh, they asked for the assistant like uh, they were like keen so they were they want assistant from her to start working now you can give the receipt notice of assistant they can start they can employ her yes uh, i we we went to the assistant office and we gave them we gave her employer the uh, the form saying that she applied from october the 3rd and it's pending from uscis but they're uh, reluctant they said like no we 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 won't let her work is it a consulting company or is it ah uh, no it's a full time company it's a full time uh, pharma company okay then wait until the h1 becomes in oh. and then at the time if there is any rfe or anything we can explain this situation to them explaining that the social security number did not come in so they did not employ but okay, so i think so the better way to approach is to tell them the losses that they can employ as long as social security number has been applied i don't know why the hr is not listening to it though yes uh, so uh, they are saying like her uh, their policy is to be e uh, is to uh, get all the employees e verified and without the assistant they saying like they can't e verify her so uh, there's something going okay. on with them. we ask and will there be anything like a 60 days or 70 days uh, notice like without payroll on h1b yeah that may affect but we can explain it at that time at that time though they can they can e verify without the social security number e verification confirmation won't come in but they can employ based on that though i don't know why they are not doing it yes uh, but the thing okay. like, like she is planning to go to india because of this assessan issues we we came across a lot of uh, Uh, immigrants having difficulties in this uh, we, we are try, uh, we got a visa slot for uh, this next week do you think there will but be but still issue? still that's not solving the purpose though she's not getting the social security number by going outside the country yeah the, the social security office uh, informed us uh, her uh, if her i94 gets updated the process will be smooth in getting her assessment no she might not even get the stamping she may be in trouble she has been h1b for 3 months that's not a good thing to do it you need to correct the company's thing though next person please okay thank you and uh, anybody who has any questions guys try to fill the link that we are providing it after 12 o'clock that's about 2 minutes uh, later on we will try to answer the questions if you fill this information out go ahead hey, uh, um my i have a um, my priority date is on february 2011 and i am going to file i140 i have initiated the questionnaire and it's with your company actually uh, meaning you are uh, Thing. so mm-hmm. i want to know whether i can find it in eb1 or eb2 but permits for uh, both actually it, i can do it on anything what, what you're filing what uh, i140 my priority date is february 2011 uh, so you so your eb1 or eb uh, so EB, i got eb2 or eb3 
I can do it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, hey, can you give me your email? Can you drop an email to me, please? Okay, uh, Rahul sure. at rnlagroup.com. So we need to okay. file your 485 also, is right? Correct, yes. That's your choice. That's your choice. Okay. Okay. If you still don't get it, if you still are unable to fix it, the best way to do it is have your wife turn coin toss, okay? EB2 mm -hmm. or EB3, okay? Mm -hmm. And we will go with whatever she says. If she goes wrong, okay? <laughs> We both will blame her. And <laughs> okay. if she is right, if she is right, the credit should come to me because I suggested your wife's name. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, thanks. okay. Thank you then. Mm -hmm. I'll go to the questions that I'm getting it. Ravi Kumar, if the LCS is completely remote location, can we still change the location without amendment? Ravi, the LCA doesn't say remote location. The LCA will always tell, give the city and state. So if the LCA doesn't have remote location, it says Houston, Texas, San Francisco, California, Jacksonville, Florida. So if you, if, if you change the location from Jacksonville to, for example, in Dallas, then you have to file a LCM, LCA, then you have to file an amendment. Uh, this is for Ravi. The next is Raja. Uh, is there any chance June 21, 2022 becoming current before September 2023 for GC? Very, 2022, that's very unlikely. I mean, sky has to fall down. So very unlikely. I don't know whether you meant by 2012, but 2022, that's way, 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 way far. I mean, uh, it's very unlikely, very, very unlikely. One in a thousand times. Venkat. Currently in H1B and EAD, expiring renewal file with both poses myself. Traveling to Mexico via air. Sounds good. Um, no, nothing. No, we don't see any problem. Uh, you're just traveling and you have an advance parole and you're coming back. Absolutely no problem. You're good. Yes, in your case, uh, uh, Rakesh, with Amazon, since your last day is... Uh, last day is January 18th, though. You can get paid by both the companies at the same time. You're not actually working with Amazon, Rakesh. You're just getting paid for the work what you have done previously. So I don't see any problem whatsoever at all for you to get the pay at the same time from both companies. Thank you guys for coming in. The next uh, conference call will be... Uh, uh, tomorrow at 3.30. Since we don't have any more questions, we'll see later on. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.